Happy Canada Day, Day Eric. <laughs> hey, Internet. Uh, hi. That, uh, that sound you heard was me drinking out of our newly minted <laughs> Outrage Factory Nobody mugs. Cares about the swag. I was going to rip on you. First of all, uh, welcome to a very special episode of Outrage Factory. Uh, We're 50 today. It is, it is Canada's birthday, and it is Outrage Factory's 50th episode day. Yeah. Happy one happy of these is important us. and the other one isn't. Yeah. Sorry, Canada. Yeah, sorry. I mean, one fifty one. Yeah, it's all right, I guess. And we're just waiting for the next uh, milestone. Milestone. But someone did actually hit a milestone today, and it's us. Yeah, uh, fucking milestone hitting motherfuckers. I was gonna rag on you for endlessly talking about the swag we got. Yeah. I was like, nobody wants to hear that shit. But yeah. then uh, another podcast that I listened to that's actually like. Very well done and super professional. The two yeah. guys on it, like, started talking about all the swag they were getting. And yeah. I was like, well, fuck. Now I can't knock yeah. knock on Dale for it. Yeah, so, exactly. Although they were actually selling theirs. They weren't just talking about it. Oh, I'll sell got. ours. Just uh, like my body. Everything you, has a price. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, episode 50 of Outreach Factory. The uh, only, as far as I know, podcast on the internet that takes a look at the things that made people mad online this week. I have also never heard of another podcast that talks about what makes people angry, but I have also not looked into it for fear of finding another podcast <sighs> that would be better than us. Yeah. Wow. Well, not better, but more informative. Wow. Better subjective. And I think if you like humor and. I mean, we find us funny. Yeah. And we get to inform people about our opinions. And I mean, I only have my ears. So if I think <laughs> it's funny, that's all that matters. I'm not hearing through other people's brains. Yeah. Which is probably for the best. I know. Uh, in oh, honor. Man. Could you imagine if they're like, as your punishment, Derek and Dale, you have to listen back through your episodes as someone who doesn't find you funny and they put like a normal person's brain and like as a filter. So you hear the jokes and then you hear the level of what it immaturity like. yeah. and stupidness and I'm, you just feel bad. I don't know. I'd still think it was funny. I'm, I'm <laughs> convinced like, that hell will actually just be like <laughs> you and I sitting in a room listening to all 50 episodes of our yeah. factory on it. Like yeah. The devil walks in. He's like, this is how it sounds to other people and hits play. And it's just like, uh, just like idiot banter. And you're like, Oh fuck. It's worse than those 10 year olds while you're playing Fortnite. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, oh. Uh, hey, in honor of uh, Canada Day, we wanted to, we compiled a short list of Canada's greatest contributions to the world. Yeah. We're going to run through those. Well, we have the long list, but you don't want to hear the long list. We just have the notable list. We'll just, uh, we'll, we'll trade off here. We selected a few of our favorite things about Canada. We did ask people what made them angriest about Canada, but I mean, you can't, you can't be angry at Canada. Yeah. Where it's very difficult thing to do. We're like the... Uh, you know, we're like the kind of, of an awkward, inoffensive, uncle. inoffensive way to say this. Like we're the nice, awkward uncle who wears a fanny pack, and you're like, although fanny packs are kind of dorky, they are very uh, util- utilitarian. Yeah. So I could see why you'd want to wear them, and they're kind of coming back with the hipsters, just like Canada. We're like popular with the hipsters. We're like the the nerdy kid with like scoliosis and leg braces in your neighborhood who like you can't hate them because 
it's mean to hate yeah, him. Yeah, you just like you're you're mostly indifferent, but and he uh, has the best Nintendo games, and you go there and you could play them because his parents don't limit his TV time because he's already got scoliosis. So they're like, well, fuck, it's either this or nothing. So yeah, you kids can play Nintendo all through the night. Yeah. So he has all the friends we are yeah but friends who don't really like him they just you can't hate him they don't feel strongly about him one way or another they just know they can't say anything bad about him Derek I'm about to melt your brain all friends are friends that you don't really like aren't they is that is are it? you talking are you talking no are you talking about no right I, was, I was just talking about other friends you're talking about your other friends that you yeah, have who aren't me who aren't Derek Boland but the me yeah I'm the friend you actually like. Yeah, totally. But your other friends are the ones you're yeah. a piece of shit. Do you want to get into this list or what? Yeah, let's get into the list. All right. Uh, what's Dale? Number let let's do ranked. So what is your uh what is your number one most important Canadian contribution Ooh, boy. to the world? This is hard. As far as you like if you had to pick one thing and you would eliminate all other Canadian contributions. It's so hard not to say joke one like the Canada arm, which what? I don't actually. That was care actually about. important though. Yeah, that was like, and it goes again to say that you know Canada is the fucking nerdy kid because our like <laughs> yeah. biggest contribution was like this one appendage on yeah. a fucking space station that like, outside of that, yeah, like, super it's, niche, not actually that important on the. Yeah, it's like NASA's like, so we've taken a space shuttle up to space and we launched a satellite, and then Canada's in the back being like, we built the. <laughs> we 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 took it out of the cargo bay and put it into space. And NASA's like, yes, Canada did contribute. And they had their like, they were so, uh, they were so, um, what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? Insecure about it that they had to literally name it. They couldn't just be like, hey, it's the inventor name's arm. Yeah, it's the it's the Canada arm. And the other best part is they were so. Also, not they were so scared nobody would know that they wrote Canada Arm right down the side of it. So in all the pictures, you could see it was in fact the Canada Arm. Like they didn't call the space shuttle the U.S. Pace, the U Space Shuttle. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't call it. Oh, some, that would have been way more yeah, clever. The State Shuttle. They should call it U Space Force. Yeah, and my favorite thing about Canada is. Anytime we're patriotic, like we write Canada Arm down the thing we uh, we made, we're like, yeah, that's so people recognize our contributions. But then if, like, America put down a big fucking American flag down the space shuttle, we'd be like, that is so tacky. Who does that? I don't know. Every Canadian who's ever invented something? Yes. Oh, you know what was bomb ass, but did the Avro Arrow ever make it into production or was it no, only? I don't believe it did. Okay. My favorite Canadian invention for really reals is maple syrup. And Derek hates the flavor I'm of maple. I do not I'm a, I'm a bad Canadian in that regard. Just like Give me give me your citizenship why, I'm ripping it why, up. Why 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 does it up. why do we have to make maple flavored ever? It's not a good flavor. Yes. It is a good sap. flavor. You go around fucking licking licking trees? Is that what you like to do? If it tastes like maple you syrup. You like tree yes, flavor? I do. It's <laughs> Why don't they marry the two, like, uh, tree flavor and tree alcohol and make, like, maple flavored gin? Ooh. That would be good. Ooh. No, it would not. I cannot think of two flavors that would go together worse than yeah. 
uh, maple and juniper. So I can understand why you don't like maple because I, like you, used to hate the flavor maple. And we were talking about this before the podcast, and I actually came up with the turn point on maple for me. It was when me and my friend Matt McLaren, the only shout out he's ever going to get on this podcast, lived together in Kamloops, B.C., and we were very poor because we're college students and any money we had we spent on alcohol or cigarettes or other bad financial decisions. So... Being college students, we needed to drink coffee to stay awake, and being poor college students, we didn't have any sugar. So what I started doing was I'd give a little squirt of maple syrup into my coffee. And at first it was disgusting, but then... uh, No, that still sounds disgusting. Then as time went on, it turned to taste delicious, and now I love the flavor maple, especially maple lattes. Those are fucking dope. What's your favorite Canadian invention? I was going to say Clamato juice until I just took five seconds doing some research there and found out that it was actually a U.S. invention. Uh, Also, it tastes like clam and tomato. You want to talk about the two grossest pairings? No, see, that to me, that makes sense. That's better. I would take Clamato flavored anything. So Clamato is only good if you drown it with vodka and, what, so I, I, and then I was going to pivot and say Caesar, but I'm like, well, I don't really drink anymore. The Caesar is an important beverage and it probably would rank somewhere in my list. But the funny uh, thing is, I just looked up, I just saw that and it said Bloody Caesars. Is that the full name? Instead of like, because it's a Bloody Mary with Clamato and Tabasco. Yeah, or just instead. a Caesar. Yeah. Why, well, I mean, like Caesars is the name, but. Why, why you got to. Is the actual name of it Bloody Caesars? Because that's. I don't know. Uh, probably if you're makes du- it sound tougher. If you're an ignorant American. Yeah. Fucking ignorant Americans. Uh mine would probably be uh I'm I'm gonna also be kind of serious and not give a jokey one here and say uh the zipper. Oh, fuck. Canadian invention because I use that every fucking day. Our hands are too fucking frozen ten months <laughs> out of the year to manipulate <laughs> buttons. So or snaps. Uh, yeah. But as as a person who um uh, Absolute worst thing in the world. For some reason, buttonfly jeans seem to be coming back in vogue now. Like the last couple pairs of jeans I bought have been buttonflies. Oh, I love buttonfly jeans. You love them until you like walk into a urinal and you're like, well, I'm going to go pee. And then like 40 minutes later, you're still standing <laughs> there fumbling with the buttons. That's uh, true. Yeah, it's awful. So zippers uh, give give easy access. This is specifically towards urination. Uh, I'm is sure it has other practical ladies. applications. This is specifically for our penises. I'm talking about peeing right hey, now. When we want to take our penises out in a hurry, we <laughs> use me too, era. You can't say that. Zippers. You can't. I could say we take our penises out in a hurry. You know, okay. okay the way fine. to frame that if, better when you, you want to put them away in a hurry. When you want to take your vagina out in a hurry, it's also better to use a zipper than buttons. So there. I don't actually Gender know if that's inclusive. true. I wonder if this is like a, my male privilege speaking where I'm like, hey, zippers are awesome and buttons are not. Well, wouldn't that be crazy if there was like the one major difference between the sexes was the preference of zippers to buttons? Like if women are like, no, we've all talked about it. That's what we talk about in the bathroom when we go together. How much we hate zippers and prefer buttons. Hmm. Hmm. 
Makes you think. Scientists, please look into this. Anyway, zippers rule uh, and are, like, infinitely better than buttons could ever be. And my feeble uh, man hands, old man hands, can no longer handle, like, I don't have the dexterity for buttons anymore. I agree. Also, you mentioned snaps. Do those still exist? Yeah. Like, on, like, articles of clothing? Yeah. Well. When was the last time you bought an article of clothing that, that had snaps on it? Well, uh. This is going to make welders sound stupid, but lots of welding gear has <laughs> snaps on it because when you're welding, metal gets on the zipper and then it doesn't work. So snaps will still work if they're partially melted. Like you could actually weld yourself into a zipper. Not you could actually. Uh, pretty much 50% <laughs> of the hoodies I wear to work, that's how they die, is I weld them so the zipper doesn't go down, and then I'm like, fuck. And, and then, then you I have just, to get the big pair of shears and yeah. like, cut yourself out of it when you get and home. And then I'm like, I'll just set this on fire, and then I could take it off. But yeah. Oh, and you know what else zippers are great for? Footwear. Which mm. you don't think would be a good... Well, I guess only boots. You can't really have zipper shoes. Like... If you have welding boots, again, with the welding, <laughs> you instead of doing like, welder. instead of like tying a bow, which is super hard and takes forever, and boots that have the zipper down the side, ah, women like zippers because they have a lots of boots with zippers down the side. So there. Women like zippers too. Don't know why that matters because I can't remember. Something about penises and how I wasn't supposed to talk about penises. Me too era. Anyways. Wait. <laughs> Are we not allowed to talk about penises on the podcast? No, you anymore? can talk about penis. That's like ninety percent of our shtick. Yeah, what I was you can say. talk about is how you love whipping your penis out really fast sometimes, because that suggests that oh, you're like a you're serial sexual surprise. harasser. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's not a whipping out motion. It's more of a opening my trench coat motion, <laughs> or just like a pulling and stretching. <laughs> like, oh god, <laughs> trench coat. And we lost our three women, Willis. But, but his uh, his trench coat has snaps on it, so you could always hear him, uh, hear yeah. him coming. Also, snaps, the best thing for looking tough, because you're just like, and you open your shirt or jacket. Okay, see, now I'm thinking about tearaway pants, and you're right. Like, oh, tear, tearaway track pants were the fucking bomb, uh, and those things definitely have to come back. See, my thing was, I never liked tearaway track pants. I thought of the, I liked the idea of me have to doing something athletic quickly enough that I had to use tearaway pants. Like, oh my god, somebody save this baby! And it's like, oh shit! <laughs> and then run. Question. Yeah. Why would you have to take your pants off to so save you're a baby? Run better. Derek, but they're track pants. Yeah. They were Athletes already. take them off before they do athlete <laughs> but stuff. But they're already they're, they're track. Yeah. They're pants for the track. Yeah, to keep you warm in between baby savings so your muscles don't cramp up. <laughs> it's like you don't run in track pants; you wear pants to the track <laughs> to be, keep you warm. I'm just gonna say, uh, as the producer of this podcast, yeah. there's probably a better example you could have come up with than I hear the word "baby" and my pants come off. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Sorry. Derek, for taking that to a we'll, dark we'll place. Ed- we'll edit it out. We'll edit on it out. our nation's birthday. We'll- <laughs> On our nation's birthday. I'm looking at this list and I'm like, yeah. we should have actually just done this as like Canada's dumbest inventions because oh, I yeah. hate everything else we've invented. Oh, uh, one thing I hate, the fucking Robertson screwdriver. Yeah. And yeah, it's a square instead of a slot. One, 
it's always so hard to find because there's three different sizes of little squares. You're like, oh, I have the small square and I just stripped every screw. Now what am I going to do? Nothing because they're shitty screws. Whereas the flathead or the Phillips, which is the cross, is easy because they go far far, far enough that they don't strip as easily. Yeah. Also, yeah, my favorite is when you look at, like, a Robertson screw that's in something, and instead of a square, it is a circle. And yeah. you were like, that's never coming out. <laughs> that's that's in yeah. there forever. Well, now. I guess I'm not renovating my house because somebody <laughs> used Robertson screws, and I don't really want to figure out how to get those out. Uh, another really awful thing uh, that Canada invented was... Oh, shit. Oh, five-pin five bowling. They took... Oh, my God. They took ten-pin bowling, which was awesome, Yeah. and they made it shitty. Dude, did you know for the first, I don't know, 12 years of my life, I thought bowling was the dumbest shit ever. And then someone's like, what are you doing? And I was, they're like, why do you hate it? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's just weird. And I always go between the pins. They're like, wait, are you talking about five pin bowling? <laughs> That's and I was not like, real bowling, buddy. I was like, wait, there's different bowling? And they're like, yeah, you know, like on every single TV show or cartoon, like the Flintstones, how it doesn't look like the shit you play as a kid. And I was like. No. And they're like, try 10 pin. And it's way better. Yeah. It's how bowling's supposed to. You got the, like, three holes for your yeah. fingers. And you got the, the big, the big beefy balls. Yeah. And. Nothing is better than big beefy balls. Yeah. And you, uh. And there's more pins. There's five extra pins. So you feel more accomplished every yeah. time you throw the ball because you're hitting more pins. Yeah. Even though you're scoring less. Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't and you could do know. the sweet release. Where you end with a flourish and you slide on your knee. Yeah. It's way better. Have you ever... You've never actually done that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Wait, how do you do it? Do you do cranny shots? I find like... What? (laughs) (laughs) All I I play is like five pin because that's all that's here. So you can't do any of that shit. Yeah. Um, Oh, the goalie mask is a Canadian invention. Yeah. That's good. I guess so. I mean... As much as I like blood in my sports, it's kind of annoying having to wait 20 minutes for them to take the goalie off in a stretcher every shot. Uh, Hawaiian pizza, which, which I is amazing. Loathe. You just shut like, your mouth. There's a. You shut I don't your know mouth. why this is a Canadian invention because it's not like pineapples are native to Canada at yeah. all. Uh, someone just like probably got really high and made. A, they were like, oh. You know what would be awesome on this already tasty ham pizza? If we fucked it up by putting some fruit on there. They're like, hey, remember that food we had that was amazing, delicious? And someone's like, oh, you mean that pineapple glazed ham we had the other day? That was fucking delicious. They're like, wait, why don't we put cheese and dough with that? That sounds amazing. Why don't we (laughs) throw some (laughs) tomato sauce and cheese on there? And no. You're making me hungry, Derek Bolin. Uh, pineapple has no place on pizza. I like sweet with my savory. Just like sweet and sour pork, pineapple and ham go together. Uh, peanut butter, which is like murdering kids all over the place. Canada yeah, it's that. funny because it's one of the healthiest foods for the cheapest you can get. And then kids are like, oh, you want a life hack on how to raise your kid easier? Because this protein-dense food that is also delicious and can be put on everything and your kids will love it well it's gonna kill some of them so you can't use it anymore i literally eat two jars of peanut butter a week that's amazing uh we were so we're putting uh my son noah in kindergarten this year and Mm -hmm. uh we were talking we were like well okay they don't have like 
Courtney was like, do they have refrigerators at school for his lunch? And I'm like, no, you don't remember elementary school? You don't fucking... She's like, yeah. well, how do we make sure, like, food doesn't spoil or go bad? And I'm like, well, you just send him with sandwiches. Like, when I was a kid, I got yeah. fucking peanut butter sandwiches five days... Oh, we can't do that anymore because these little snowflake children will get murdered by Derek, peanuts. We're we're activated leftists now. Yeah, okay. You can't call kids snowflakes even though they're little... Snowflakes. We little delicate. Up. Delicate. Ooh, that's a good word. That gets little away. Fragile. That gets away from the P word I'm not allowed to say. L- ah, nice. L- I'm just going to say delicate. Yeah. Please say that, but know that he means the P word that he's not allowed to say And the anymore. best part is it's offensive in the exact same way the P <laughs> word is, but PC hasn't caught up with it enough to tell me not to say it. It's just like, yeah. Like it's gender intentional. Uh, this, this. This can be used across the board. Yes. Yes. Uh, basketball, which of the four major sports, it's probably my... Yeah, it's it's the bottom of the four. I'd rather watch hockey, baseball, and football. I don't know if I'd rather watch baseball. I'd say it probably ranks third with... Uh, oh, wait. I got, an, I, got, I got a nice way to smooth this over. It's delicate. Live, it's the fourth. On television... It's the third. Yeah, but even when I go to bait, like going to a baseball game, you're not actually there to watch a baseball game. You're there to like drink beer and eat uh, Cracker Jacks and yeah, hot dogs. Which is what I guess now that we don't drink beer, it's not really. No. Well, I mean, like. It's definitely cheaper. Although basketball, they play music all the way through. When they no, play they rap music. No, okay. I think your racial stereotype. That's not racial stereotype. Bit. There's white rappers too. <laughs> you're, they're not playing Eminem uh, unless you're at the Detroit Pistons <laughs> game. Uh, no, if they played some banging like retro wave, that'd be sweet. Although they kind of got to walk that back because they play music all the way through lacrosse, and that's dope. But that's usually rock music. Do they actually do that? Yeah. Maybe I'm a lacrosse fan now. Lacrosse is dope. We should definitely go watch because it's like they have all these chants. Like every time a guy gets a penalty, you say, get it. The whole crowd yells, get in, sit down, and shut up. Yeah, but they do that at soccer games too. Yeah, but soccer, you only get to watch maybe two, three goals. But in lacrosse, there's like That is true. The like goal per minute. Yeah, there are so many goals that they don't even announce the opposing team's goals. Just like, there's just going to be five more by the time yeah, they're done exactly. announcing. All right. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. Uh, and it's cheap as fuck because nobody goes to watch it. Also true. Oh, Ooh. which is also another Canadian invention, lacrosse. There you go. Boom. That, does that make it the good list or the bad list? I played lacrosse for two years and it was kind of horrible. So, <laughs> I mean, it's like you're running and then people are hitting you and then... You hang out with douchebags. So every other sport, it's basically hockey without skates, isn't it? Yeah, from I, what I understand, I was told the reason lacrosse hurts more than hockey is because in hockey, well, one, you can glide and you don't have to run back and forth, and two, in hockey, when you get hit, you kind of slide on the ice a bit, which lessens the Im- not the impact of player to player, but the impact of you to the ground. Whereas in lacrosse, it's just bare cement. So when you get hit, you just kind of fucking land on cement. And you don't slide. And it hurts a lot. And people hit you a lot. Uh, what else P- is there? Poutine, which I just want to say has like... There are certain foods that used to be good that the internet has now ruined for me just by like 
making memes out of them, yeah. like tacos, bacon, uh, poutine for sure. Yeah, and like all the dorks are like, you know what I like that makes me cool? Poutine. Have you heard about this Canadian delicacy? Oh my god. It's, it's French fries, but it has gravy and cheese curds on it. Guys, guess what? I'm going to eat poutine. I'm so bad. Although, shout out to uh, Carrie's Homestyle Restaurant, Salmon Army oh my god. where they had a chili poutine. Uh, looking back, it was just chili. Everyone everywhere else in the world calls this chili cheese fries, but yeah. they called it chili poutine, and it was like a fucking, like, three kilogram mound oh of fries and chili oh, if i had a time machine for that's like what i would bucks. eat because carrie's is gone now and if I, that's the one thing i'd eat and it was it was like not traditional poutine because one they use crinkle cut fries which gives you the edge because it keeps them crispy way longer keeps them crispy and also provides these little uh, nooks and crannies oh, for the yeah. chili to soak into and two they used shredded cheddar instead of cheese curds, which I'm going to start an argument. I don't care. Shredded cheese, better on poutine than cheese curds. Uh, it melts more evenly. It dissipates throughout the whole thing. Whereas if you eat cheese curds, you just get a ball of cheese every like fourth bite. Yeah, that's true. Occasionally you'll get like some of it's really well melted. Yeah. And some of it's just like a nug of like solidified cheese. Which yeah. Roots, roots which is still good, but not as good. There's no consistency. Also, cheddar's way better than cheese curds flavor wise. Cheddar's easily my favorite cheese. What's your favorite cheese, Derek? Mm, hmm. That's an excellent question, Dale. Uh... Probably have to say, like, uh, oh, uh, cheese whiz. Not fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, yeah, 100%. I could eat a jar of, is cheese whiz Canadian? Like, mm. um, <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Oh, man. Cheese whiz. Also another thing you can send with your kids that won't go bad without a fridge. Yeah, that's basically the new peanut butter now until... Yeah. Uh, kids start developing, like, hypersensitivity to, like, processed cheese goo. Remember one of our earliest episodes when we were talking about what's better, peanut butter on salary or cheese whiz on salary? We just went full circle, my friend. Uh, cheese whiz is, was invented in the United States. Isn't so. that what America... Thanks, America. Isn't that what American cheese is? Like cheese whiz and like Velveeta and stuff? Yeah. Like so the thing I found cheese? out when I was in Philadelphia last year yeah. is authentic Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. They don't fuck around with fancy cheeses, man. You get like straight up cheese whiz, cheese sauce just poured all over the top of that motherfucker. And it's delicious. Yeah. It which, is fantastic. You know what? You want to hear one of the best things I ever saw at a wedding was a queso fountain. It was like there's a chocolate fountain and fruit, and then there was a fucking cheese fountain with nacho chips and bread. So it wasn't like fondue; it was like a, a queso fountain. Yeah, no, it was like an actual like chocolate fountain, and it was just orange with cheese. It was <laughs> pretty much the best thing I've ever had, and it did give me a hangover, but it was definitely worth it. Dale's just parking his mouth underneath and <laughs> guzzling the cheese as it comes out. <laughs> I uh, might have ruined a shirt and or a blazer. So uh, do you want to talk about anything else? I'm just going to go through the list quickly. Um, Tim Horton's not even really Canadian anymore. Uh, yeah. Sold out to Wendy's. Same with Molson Canadian beer. Uh, Ooh, we invented the snowmobile. Well, yeah, I would assume anything involving snow <laughs> has been invented in Canada. That's true. UV degradable plastics. I mean, 
not very exciting, but important for the environment. Uh, oh, the instant replay, the electric oven, paint roller, Superman. Drake? No. Oh, actual Superman. Wait, what did you... Do people call Drake Superman? Well, no, I was just because he's like he's like a super he's the superhero he's oh, he's like a Drake. superhero to all of us. Just oh. dropped his new album, man. People are talking about him again. Yeah, you know who else dropped his new album? Cadence Weapon, another Canadian rapper from Edmonton. Yeah, I don't ever know if I called Drake. Know, oh, so. you know what? Was Drake ever? A poet laureate of his hometown city. I saw because Cadence Weapon was the single best tweet about Drake, and it was basically what it, it said: Drake is like Rupee Cower for men. <laughs> and I was like, that fucking. We talked the the poet chick who we talked about the like oh, Instagram poet. Oh, that is. And hilarious. I'm like, I'm like, that is like spot on. That is who Drake is. That is uh, amazing. Drake that is exactly who he is. Who else have we contributed? He's Justin like, Bieber. His rap lyrics are like Doctor Phil advice. Yeah, just like completely obvious. And if you don't know this, you'll never be able to help I'm yourself. Drake. I I actually I think I respected Drake more when I learned that he had a secret child with a French porn. French porn star. What? Yeah. Did you not hear about well, this? That must be a good secret because I never heard. There was it. like so there was some rap battle between him or some rap feud between Drake feud with uh, some rando Pusha T. Don't, don't know, know who, who that is. is. But uh, Pusha T pretty much ended the rap battle when he released this track with a verse about Drake's secret baby with this chick. And people started looking into it and they were like, holy fuck, this is real. And uh, that was oh, it. Drake, did, we did not hear from Drake again after that. Oh. <laughs> that's like, uh, yeah, that that's uh, double you know fatality. I'm now into rap music because that is fucking amazing. <laughs> and if people dig shit up like that and just throw it in people's faces, that's stuff I can get behind. Drake's Secret Child. Uh, Sophie Brousseau. Uh, Drake. Oh, apparently in his new album, he confirmed he had a secret son. <laughs> yeah, guys. Sorry, I didn't tell you, but I have a secret son. Dude, could, how old is this kid? Could you imagine being like six years old and finding out Drake was your dad? I mean, I'm sure he had to at least sort of know. Uh, oh, because he's probably been supporting the kid. I would hope to think that a good, you, good so, wholesome Canadian rapper would be supporting his bastard yeah, child. Yeah, he's not going to be a deadbeat. Uh, Brousseau welcomed a son late last year and claimed Drake was the father, father, citing text messages from him asking her to get an abortion as proof. Woof. Oh, uh, Drake wow, denied Brousseau's account at the time, but said he would do the right thing by the child if the boy was his. And yet on Scorpion, he raps about his not so secret son multiple times. It's a 25 track album. Jesus Christ. What is each track like 20 seconds long? Oh, uh, Yeah, oh. that's the mother of his child. She got that booty, though. Uh, son's birthday is October 11th. Yeah, so his kid's like, what, year year and a half old? Almost two years? Mm. So, it would be more exciting if the kid was like seven and was like, Drake's my dad. Drake's my dad. <laughs> Drake's my dad. It would be better if the kid was like 16 and you found out that like Degrassi Drake was the father. Oh, not rapper man. Drake. Wait, wasn't. He in a wheelchair in Degrassi? Yeah, but not in... You could still... Dale. (laughs) 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 
I'm kidding, guys. All right. I know people in wheelchairs can father children. Uh, Don't send me wheelchair porn. I mean, unless it's pretty good. We're not going to. I'm going to edit that out also. Uh, Lastly, in Canadian news, let's just uh, pivot to this. Uh, Happy birthday, Canada. You are imposing two million in tariffs on uh, a really random selection of shit from the U.S. in response to America's steel tariffs. Coffee, yogurt, and frozen pizza is not random shit. It's very, it's extremely yeah, random shit. I see, All right, I, see, I see your point there. It's it's shitty because those were the first three things where I was like, whoa, this is going to impact my wallet now. <laughs> hey, what? I like yogurt. <laughs> Coffee? Come on. Oh, wait. How does that affect Starbucks? Does well, because it's an American. Uh, yeah, but. Wait, am I going to be able to get my Starbucks still? Yeah. You, That's you all will. I really care about. It, because it's an American-owned company, I think they can, they're can. they exempt from it somehow, maybe? Mm, or do they get their beans from America? Well, no, they get their beans from... You know what? This would be a good time to do before we recorded this. Research. So fucking research. Oh, I don't care. I already don't care. You know what? Starbucks is one of those things I totally turned around on. Before... I like Starbucks as like, whatever, people tell me how good it is. I don't want to like it just because too many people like it. And then I turned 30 and Starbucks were everywhere and they're actually pretty good and they make a pretty good latte. So I'm all aboard the Starbucks. U.S. orange juice, frozen pizza, beer boats, ketchup, roasted coffee, jams. Oh, I thought beer boats was one thing. And I was like, wait a second. Let's talk about beer boats because that sounds amazing. But no, it's beer the 16.6 billion countermeasures, 16.6 billion dollar countermeasures announced by Canada also include 25% tariffs on a wide range of steel products and 10% tariffs on aluminum products imported from the United States. Oh, yeah. Uh, great, great do, you, do you want to hear some of the steel? How about some flat road products of other alloy steel of width 600 millimeters document. or more? No, go back yeah, to this because this is the government document. I wanted to go straight to the source. I want my research like I want my oatmeal. So these tariffs dry and flavorless. take place today in response to Trump's steel tariffs. Uh, we are now officially in a trade war. Happy Canada Day to oh, us. Prepared meals of bovine. That's a lovely way to say steak. <laughs> of Other chocolate bovine. in blocks, slabs, or bars. Oh, maple sugar and maple syrup, bud. Sorry. We import... Maple syrup? Yeah, it seems kind of odd to me that we... Why would we... I'm I mean, that should have been a tariff already. I mean, it's Canada Day. You just ruined my whole image of Canada. <laughs> like, that's my favorite thing from Canada. What we else is on there? The Beaver pelts? Soy sauce? Tomato ketchup? Prepared mustard? Whiskies? Tomato ketchup, soy sauce, hair lacquers. What the fuck is a hair liqueur? Lacquer. Lacquer? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Is that like hair dye? You're asking the baldest dude in the world. <laughs> what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Automatic dishwasher detergents? I am not fucking going back to hand washing. I have known the privileged life for the last two months because our new apartment has a dishwasher in it. And I just got to say, I don't know how the fuck I lived without a dishwasher. It's amazing. Oh, uh, hairsprays. Once you hit... Uh uh, particular strength level. It's no longer a hairspray. It is a hair lacquer. Inflatable boats? Shit. Well, there goes summer, everyone. But I love my American dinghies. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Best joke on the podcast in all 50 episodes. This, this week, at American least. American dinghies at least. now have a tariff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Retaliatariffs. There we go. I was trying to think of a pun for tariffs and retaliatory. Retaliatariffs. 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 That's portmanteau, bro. Yes. All right. Anything else? Uh, sleeping bags. Ballpoint pens. Yeah, I, I get. I see your point. It's a lot of random shit. It's very random, but apparently it was. I think we discussed this in a previous episode, but these things were like strategically. Oh, yeah, we talked about it when Brandy was co-hosting and not you. Uh, mm. But the, these were like strategically selected things to fuck over states in which Republicans are in power. Uh, you know what? Part of me wants to be like Canada, be more mature. But the other part of me, the bigger part is like, yes, yes, fuck them, That's fuck them where they live. <laughs> go after the pro- go after the states that support the monster. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And that. you know what? Ballpoint pens are gonna single handedly take Trump's power. Away. Is that? I thought Bic was a Canadian company. Is that? <laughs> they probably were at one point. It's pretty much every company that's super good that's Canadian has been bought out by the states, like Tim Hortons. There you go. I'm not drinking a double-double for Canada Day because if I'm going to have actually American-owned coffee, French. Starbucks is way better. Wait, what? Bic is a French company. Oh. Is, ah, Bic, is no. Bic a French word? Never Bic. mind. Bic. Bic pins. Societe Bic. S-A. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Learn something new. Ooh, you All right. know what? Did they just take the most poverty-looking pen and make it sound exquisite. Society beak. <laughs> Por favor. That's actually all the French I know. We're going to and it wasn't even the, that good. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about why Yelp is dumb uh, and everyone who uses it is a stupid moron. Yeah. So, yeah, a couple high profile, I guess, 2018 now, uh, everything you do either uh, has a, uh, a political slant to it or by not doing something, uh, it has a political slant to it. So we had two really uh, high profile. Well, one was super high profile. One was just like kind of localized to Vancouver. Yeah, I think it's only high profile because we're in the midst of where it happened. Right. The tea house the, at Prospect Point. But the other one was, uh, so two incidences where Yelp was kind of weaponized against businesses for uh, being political or not being political. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who, as we all know, is the White House press secretary, went to eat at a, I want to say, Virginia restaurant called The Red Hen. Uh, basically, the owner was like, was like, hey, like, sorry, we we recognize who you are. Uh, we're we're not going to serve you. We'll comp everything that you've had up until this point. Get the fuck out of our restaurant, basically. Yeah, uh, which I could see because in their defense, they said we have LGBTQT workers and we have newly immigrant workers, and they are, I guess, 
I don't know. Off- I don't know if offended by your presence is well, the right just way. Just marginalized say it. by your yeah. your president, like, like the administration you work for, has like declared can, war on these yeah, classes they, of people. They can recognize that they are being systematically kind of pushed down by your government, so they are in fact kind of put under duress, I guess, just by your presence, which I guess is pretty murky. The thing that bugs me about this is up until like two years ago, the left wing was like, hey, we're the well-balanced people. We accept everybody. We want social programs for everybody. And now not like the Sarah Huckabee Sanders one, that's fine. But the other one, like denying a person for the hat they wore because you found it offensive I guess I'm more kind of defensive of this one because as I grew up, I wore lots of offensive clothes that a lot of people didn't like, but I still got to eat shitty food at some overpriced cafe. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Huckabee Sanders thing first. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders went, uh, was kicked out of this restaurant and then, uh, like the most bald faced lying dipshit she is went and tweeted, uh, hold on. Sarah Huckabee. Basically, it was something like, oh, I was kicked out of this specific... Like, she names the restaurant. She she names where they're located, knowing full well how her followers are going to react. And then and then she has the gall to follow it up with like, oh, but I will always like work through differences with others and treat them with respect. Like, no, you fucking didn't because you just tweeted the name and like sicked your millions of like borderline insane. So people are not normal in the head anymore. Like the people's initial response is, uh, oh, this business denied uh service to a member of a political administration that I like. Uh, whereas most people would just be like, okay, like that's normal. People would be like, okay, that's, that's shitty. Like, why would they do that? I'm kind of mad about that. Uh, 13,000 people went on this mission to like give this place one star Yelp reviews and rant about how awful this restaurant is and how there's no more freedom of speech and how their rights are being trampled. Uh, which is like, it's a fucking insane thing to do. Yeah. Uh, flip side of that, Vancouver, uh, a gentleman was wearing a Make America Great Again hat, which if you've been living in a cave for the past two years is like uh, the the trademark official hat of the Donald Trump presidency. Um, yeah, it was his campaign. It was part of his campaign swag. Like he ran on the thing that he was going to make America great again, which is never really been whatever deciphered what that exactly means whatever uh but a gentleman was wearing a hat uh the general manager at the tea house which is like this kind of upscale restaurant i guess in stanley park here in vancouver yeah uh the manager went up to uh the gentleman asked him to didn't even refuse to serve him basically just like asked him to remove the hat uh, and then when he refused to remove the hat, he uh, he threatened to kick the guy out. The guy refused to leave. Uh, the manager ended up getting fired from his job because he had done that. And a bunch of deranged leftists went and left uh, one star reviews on the the tea house's Yelp page. You basically, right. Rightists. No, leftists. Oh. Because the leftists were mad that the tea house had fired the manager who had taken a stance. So they turned around and they were leaving one star reviews basically being like, oh, this is the official restaurant of fascism now. I guess they support fascism. All these people 
have fucking holes in their brain. Like there is yeah. there is no denying that there is like a severe mental health crisis caused by all this shit now. Like neither yeah. of these are normal responses to anything. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and tell us tell us your feelings about the hat there, Dale. Well, one, I agree with you. It's super dumb to go leave one star reviews because it's not like the restaurant of fascist. It's a guy not liking a hat and kicking the person out. It's different than the Sarah Huckabee Sanders thing because she's a person who actively is involved in the politicalness of like splitting up families and doing all this stuff. This other guy is just has terrible fashion decision <laughs> and, and shitty political. Another thing about this sensibility, the thing that pisses me off about leftists is they haven't learned the lesson that telling stupid people they're stupid doesn't make them want to be smarter. It makes them stubborn and get their hackles up and then just be defensive. Like if you, go, if a guy in Vancouver is wearing a make America great again hat, he's obviously dumb. He's obviously knows that everybody hates that hat and that everybody's gonna fucking give him shit about it. So if he's wearing that in a restaurant, he was wearing that hat to troll you. Like yeah, that's, a, that's exactly what he was doing. waiting for something to start. Like he's like, I'm going to wear this hat. And if anybody doesn't like it, well, I'll give him a piece of my mind. That's exactly <laughs> the type of person you're dealing with. So if you go up to them and you're like, excuse me, sir, could you please take off your hat? And the guy will be like, why? I love this hat. I voted for, why is Sean Connery wearing the hat? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> and I don't want to defend Donald Trump in any way. I'm just defending the ability to wear a hat that other people hate. Yeah, I mean, I would say that that the guy wearing the hat, like, fuck that guy, man. You're in Vancouver, which yeah. is like a very socially liberal city. You're you're wearing the hat to, uh, to piss people off, which, mm-hmm. like, immediately, fuck you, you're a bad person, a stupid dickhead. Wait, and wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Doing stuff to piss people off doesn't make... Well, yeah. All right, right. All right. Make, okay, I've been a bad person then, I guess. I guess maybe this is just me coming to terms with my social trolling and how. So there's this moral gray area where you're actually a piece of shit if you live inside of it. Um, but so the guy who's wearing the hat is a troll, but, but, like, fucking just ignore him. Like, the yeah. worst thing you could have done to that idiot would just to be like, just be like, oh, like, nice fucking hat, buddy. Like, nobody cares about your hat. Yeah. Nobody cares about your political views. Fuck you. Everyone's acting like this manager was taking some principled stand by, like, calling out the guy and asking him to remove his hat. It was just like, to me, it was very much like virtue signaling in real yeah. life. Like, it's the guy's like- not affiliated with the Trump presidency. He's just, like, a dumb voter. And you're not making some, like, impassioned argument against why Trump's policies are wrong. The argument is is literally around this article of clothing. And, like, remove the hat or don't remove the hat. It doesn't fucking... It changes nothing. Yeah, and... Criticizing the Trump administration is the T-ball form of fucking virtue signaling. You're like, oh, I want you to remove that hat because I don't like Trump. It's like, oh, you don't? Thanks, sir, for pointing that out. Like, nobody likes Trump except for these people who elected him. And you got to ask yourself, why would anybody elect him? And it's because they're idiots and they feel like the left is overreaching and taking away their liberties. Like, say, wearing a hat they like. Yeah. So you're just throwing gas on the fire of this guy's ignorance. This guy's definitely not less likely to vote for Trump in the next election as the result of this. Like, yeah. like 
You're not going to see a guy wearing a mega hat and be like, you know, that's a guy who I think will take kindly to some creative criticism. (laughs) I'm going to tell him how much we don't appreciate his presence and hopefully it'll turn out for the best. Or, or, or this is a guy who has a, a thorough understanding of politics and uh, and policies, and yeah. maybe I'll engage him on something. Like, the guy doesn't have any fucking idea. Anyone who would vote for yeah. Trump at this point understands fuck all about politics. They're doing it because, uh, and this is a huge problem everywhere now, they're not voting. There was an article in New York Times last week, I want to yeah. say, uh, and it's essentially about how uh, the Republican Party is, is having kind of this... Uh, this crisis of conscience because all these like conservative values uh, are no longer, they don't exist in the Republican party anymore. Like Mm -hmm. all, all the principles that conservatism was founded on, but people will keep voting for the Republican party, not because they believe in the Republican party, but because they want to stick it to the leftists. Yeah. Uh, And behavior like this, and I'm not going to be one of those fucking assholes who's lecturing everyone on civility like they were after the the Sarah Huckabee Sanders thing, where like everyone was wringing their hands and being like, we should have polite discourse about this, because <laughs> fuck that. There's the political discourse, or polite discourse went out the window as soon as that fuckhead was elected, and his yeah. entire shitty administration isn't interested in civil discourse. They're interested in, like, controlling the conversation and making anyone who opposes them feel shitty. Yeah. But... Wait, where was I originally going with that? Uh, that oh, that you don't need to be civil with these people. You because. don't need to be civil with these people, but like, pick. I guess it's like pick your battles. Like, yeah. like all these people are are voting uh, just to stick it to leftists because they think leftists are like like Dale said, like overreaching and mm-hmm. like you know jackbooted thugs who are yeah. thought police and and controlling what's acceptable in society and like. Shit like this just kind of reinforces that. Yeah, like the one problem, the one, okay, leftists, if you want to make your party better, listen to Dale's advice. R- remember that we were leftists last week. Yeah, well, we still are. <laughs> I'm still leftist, so I want people to be better. And one of the things you need to do is not attack little problems like the world ending problems, like a guy wearing a mega hat is not something to lose your job over. A guy wearing a mega hat is a guy where you go like, ugh, look at this guy. And then you leave it at that and you let people make up their own decision because like, and this is the worst part is this just furls up and strengthens right wingers because they're like, we have a right to fucking wear what we want because we gave that to you leftists back when you wanted all this weird shit we didn't like equal rights and all that stuff and now you're trying to take it away from us after we gave it to you and it's so annoying because yeah they're wrong yeah the mega hat is stupid yeah Donald Trump's a piece of shit yeah the world would be better without him president but you losing your job after attacking or after telling a guy not to wear the hat and get him to leave the restaurant ends with you not having a job and that's it. Yeah, solve nothing else. Uh, there, there was a situation uh, on my travels through the states last year where I was in an airport. I can't remember which one, but I saw. Oh, I've been uh, so many airports. I can't remember which one. <laughs> there was a guy uh, wearing uh, an Infowars T-shirt, and uh, <laughs> guy was with his super hot wife, uh, two like really cute daughters. Yeah. And the guy got up to go to the bathroom, and I was like sitting in this airport restaurant, and I was so so tempted to walk over to his daughters and just be like, 
hi girls like just so you know uh anything your dad tells you about Infowars is false and it will like punch holes in your brains and nobody who is rational believes that but i didn't do it because the guy was a lot bigger than me and would have yeah. kicked my ass and also would have solved nothing like the guy would have doubled down on Infowars. He would have been like, oh, this is one of the liberal lizard people come to like steal my family away. Yeah. And if that guy wants to believe in dimension jumping pedophile aliens, he's allowed to believe in dimension jumping pedophile aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. See, the shittiest thing, (laughs) like you said, like it it is disgusting because this guy has kids and He's going to lie to them and tell them that there's these time, these dimension jumping pedophile aliens and there obviously isn't. And they're just going to get all broken because of all this shitty knowledge he's giving them. But he's a guy who made the kids so he gets to raise them. And if you want to attack that right, then. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a whole that's a slippery, slippery that's, slope. That's going into like all those novels. Can't really like start taking taking kids away from parents who uh, believe in like batshit insane far right yeah. conspiracy theories. And there's a soft spot in my heart for conspiracy theories, not because I believe them, but just because if just one or two of them were true, man, the world would be so much more interesting. Like if there was lizard people. My life would have meaning because I could go find the exact enemy we need to fight, which is the lizard people, and I could fight them. Now it's just like, oh, how do I make more money and not have to work too much and maybe buy – like that's my life right now is like these financial decisions that I don't actually care about but I feel like I should care about. It's like, well, I'm not – productive enough in my life yeah but i'm productive enough for me who am i trying to be more productive for is it the ghost of my father is it so that people in society see me as a more kind of contributing member no i don't know but if there's lizard people to fight i mean come on it could be like that black mirror episode where they just give everyone drugs that make them think or those uh those like ar glasses that make them see the enemy as mutants but then what is it? Like they get a chip oh, in their brain yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it turns um, out they're not mutants. They're just like regular people. Yeah, and that's how they got them to fight a to war. Fight, yeah. But if it was like the classic Roddy Piper film, they live and there was actually <laughs> aliens and you put on sunglasses and you could see the aliens, that would be dope. That would be pretty dope. Uh, yeah, like, okay, so uh, if you're like attacking at this point in the Trump presidency, if you're attacking his, his followers based on, or his supporters based on like, if you're having like policy debates or like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like if you're talking to them about how like shitty it is that, but nobody who's supporting Trump at this point is interested in his policies at all. Like literally anyone at this point is only interested, uh, at beating leftists. And it's like, uh, politics in uh, U.S. and to a lesser extent Canada now is essentially like a sports game. And you yeah. have your team and there's the opposing team and there can only be one winning team and it's a horrible fucking way to approach the governance of a nation. But yeah. uh, The obvious way to do this is to introduce a third team that is just in the gray area. Like, you're not left, like you're not party. right, you Even, have members of both. Well, like, what Canada they would need, has that. We the have states, the liberals. The states has, well, we, we have the liberals, but like so the way uh, politics in the U.S. are is the Republicans are the conservatives. Yeah. And then the Democrats are the liberals. Yeah. But there's no far left party in the states. 
There's like oh, yeah. the centrist, like neoliberal, fucking shit ass capitalist party. That's that's the Democrats, mm-hmm. uh, and you don't really have anyone like. Well, that's a good point. One thing I do have to point out was the whole campaign and the last two years of the Donald Trump presidency. People have been trying to tell Donald Trump supporters that they're stupid and they're stupid for believing in Trump and they're stupid for supporting them. And it hasn't worked at all. You can't just tell these people they're stupid and expect them to be like, oh, I guess I was being stupid. I should be smarter. I'm going to go educate myself on the current issues with society. No, you got to treat them with kid gloves. You got to coax them and bring them over with honey instead of just throwing more vinegar on the fire. Is that... I don't think too many analogies. Well, I think you. I don't know if throwing vinegar on a fire does anything other than like smells. Immediately after I said it, I was like, "Yeah, that's (laughs) not going to work." Okay, just don't throw vinegar at Donald Trump supporters anymore. It just emboldens them. And I don't want to be the guy who has to tell you this, but most stupid people are also very stubborn that's how they remain stupid to this point and if you're trying to force them to do something that stubbornness is probably going to win over your stubbornness because if you're a smart person you got over your own stubbornness and you learned and you picked up how to solve problems better they haven't they've been practicing that same stubbornness their whole lives so they're really good at it so it's going to be like talking to a wall made of vinegar Sorry. On a fire. I did it again. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that's it. That's all we have. Thanks yeah. for tuning in for uh, our 50th episode. Yep. Thanks a lot, everybody. It's It's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed sharing all of my super valuable opinions with you, and I hope it has made your lives better. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Here's- should, should, we, should we do the thing like uh, – the famous mistake of all artists who get too confident and say that we're making the world a better place. We are making the world a better One place. One podcast episode uh, at a time. We're, we're bigger than Jesus. Uh, we are. Well, uh, what was Jesus? Like we probably have, 150 pounds. We have. I mean, he was like a little <laughs> carpenter. He didn't eat too much meat. How big was. I've got at least 100 pounds on Jesus. So, of course, I'm bigger than Jesus. You're probably bigger than him, too. Like, I imagine. People at the turn of the last millennium, at year zero, I don't imagine they were approaching six feet. Are you six one or six feet? Uh, six feet. Yeah, there's no way Jesus was even close to six feet tall. I mean, yeah, and then you see, like, the pictures of the crucifixion, and he was, like, dead skinny. Like, he was, like, super skinny. Like, no muscle, no nothing. He was probably, like, a buck forty. Well, you weigh more than 140, right? Most of the results point to the idea that Jesus was five foot one. Wow. That was a tiny, that's like Tom Cruise size. That's a little man. That We are definitely bigger than Jesus. It is so hard to not make super duper don't, don't offensive do jokes about Jesus' stature and the way he died. Uh, Jesus. So I won't. Jesus and his people mostly sustain themselves on bread Whoa, and whoa, fish. whoa. His people? Yeah, you know, the... <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 no wait, his people G- weren't the G. The, the G- other people were the G. Oh right, right. He was the he. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a diet of bread. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Derek Bolin. My Twitter handle is at Herder. 
I'm Super Dalebot on the Twitter, and my name is Dale DeRuder. <laughs> oh, you, also... Do you want to say something about stickers? Is yeah. that where this is going? Say it. Say some stickers. I have the shit. stickers. They're in my hand. I've already mailed two packets out to two super special listeners, Samuel Loden and Ryan Donatelli, because, sorry, Julie, they're my favorites now because they wanted actual swag, and... All I really care about is swag and making pictures on stuff that people look at. Uh, if you would like some sweet Our Age Factory swag, uh, first up, I'm asking one thing in return. Go and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. It can be five stars. It could be one star. Just tell the world what you think about listening to me and Dale talk. Uh, yeah. In return, once you have done that, shoot me a message on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, uh, and I will gladly mail some stickers your way. Uh, what would be the atheist version of Pray For Us? I don't just send us good energy through the universe so that I oh can what's there's one that on I like use physical lots physical it's whatever vampire instead of like thoughts and prayers it's just like good vibes I don't know that's way too like I like it new I like it because like, it's like it's past the point of hipster and new agey and coming back to kind of funny kind of no I can't imagine anyone cute. saying that not carrying a surfboard like what if that's I say just, good vibs. All right, we're going to go. Thanks for tuning in. Until next week, stay angry. Uh, This message is for Dale. This is the contact information that was listed for the Outrage Factory. Uh, I just want to say that, uh, Dale, you're doing an amazing job on the show. Um, You should probably find a new co-host, though. That Derek Bowling guy is dead weight. I uh, just thought I would let you know that. And, and again, you're doing an amazing job on the show. Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you, Dale. Woo! Bye.